one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. Welcome to WTC Squadcast, a podcast focusing on international metas, tournaments, communities, and the World Team Championship. The WTC is a proud partner of the T-Sports Network, Best Coast Pairings, and is sponsored by The Army Painter. If you'd like to support the podcast and the WTC, please visit our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash WTC Squadcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WTC Squadcast into the squad. In this podcast, we get a deeper insight into how the specific nations work, how do they form their teams, uh, select their captains, and prepare for the event in general. Uh, tonight, my guest is Sami from Finland, and we are going to be learning more about the Finland community. Hello, Sami. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, nice to be here. Uh, glad to have you on. Can you introduce yourselves for us, please? Uh, all right. Uh, I'm Sami Keinonen, and um, I'm 40 years old, so one of the older players in WTC and in our community also, uh, even though our community is uh, a quite aged group. Um, I'm now co-captain of Team Finland, and um, I played a long time. So how, when did you, like, long time as in... 15, 20 uh, years? A, a lot longer than that. So <laughs> I started, I, if, uh, considering I'm 40 now, so I started playing Warhammer and Rogue Trader, I guess, when I was about 10 years old, could be even 9 years old. So you actually so, start, started playing at the first, very first edition then? Yes, exactly. And um, the Warhammer back then was more of a, a battle game. And Warhammer 40k, we used to just like a role play it and play with the Rogue Trader miniatures and but we were kids, so we could we would play in outside and in, in the forest or in the sandboxes and everywhere with space variants and stuff like that. Uh, so I I didn't actually never looked into it, but was it really a role playing game instead of a miniatures game? That... No, no, no. But like we were kids, so like we, ah, okay. we made those rules weren't back then for forty k weren't really like a uh, at least to us. It didn't seem like a, like a war game as such. You know, you just had a bunch of rules like uh, scrapped together, and we just made of them what we wanted. You know, and then we did battle, and those battles, you know, they they lasted as long as the other guy had miniatures left. You know, <laughs> there was there was there was no turn count. You know, you play until the last bottle is dead. Uh, so it's more like a just just a death match. Ignore the missions. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just yeah play. It was it was great. You know, yeah, uh, good memories. So, how did you get from the sandbox into the Finnish captain of the WTC? Uh, what is the journey? All right. Well, well, it is a long journey, obviously. And um, um, well, I played a lot of games, you know, other than uh, miniature games. I also play video games, but I've always been interested in like any type of competitive gaming. And so, mm-hmm. you know, when I started growing up, you know, I started playing miniature games in tournaments and. Um, I played Warhammer Fantasy a lot, and uh, I played 40k a lot. Some, you know, in some editions, maybe more than the other one. You know, there could have been some edition of 40k that we didn't play because we were playing Warhammer Fantasy, and uh, then you know it could change and stuff like that. And then, um, of course, later on, you know, in my 20s and so forth, you know, going going to my 30s, you know, the the everything got more serious, and there was more tournaments and. Uh, uh, but but like as of recently, uh, I came back to the Finnish 40k community at the start of eighth edition, when it, there was like a big hype about 40k becoming more competitive and the rules becoming better and more clear and more fair and stuff. And actually, a lot of these old older players, you know, who who used to play before, was started to come back. So there was a lot of hype to it, and uh, that's when I came back and started playing tournaments and. Uh, um, I played with a variety of different armies and factions and done well. And then uh, in I joined the Finnish uh, ETC team for the Novi Sad Serbia, Serbia ETC 
two two years ago, the one before COVID. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was my first ETC. Um, of course, I know all these guys who the Finnish guys who've been going to ETC a lot longer than that. You know, we got a the group is like a tightly knit group. Some of the players, you know, they might have gone already ten times to the ETC. You know, for example, mm. Jooni, our previous captain, he's been a captain numerous, numerous times, and um, and a real veteran, unlike me. So I just got one ETC behind me. And yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, the COVID era started, and it was quite heavy for the Finnish community because of. Uh, um, let's say unlike in England or, or the US, you know, all of the tournaments got cancelled for a long, long time. And some some gaming rooms, you know, and some places where people used to meet up and train, you know, they got closed as well. So it was a really difficult time. And then uh, we had a training up to the, uh, um, we, had a, we had an interim captain who tried to train the team to the, to the first, uh, WTC, but that got cancelled, and then afterwards, um, we had the process that uh, of selecting the the next next season's captains, and that's when uh, I I put myself up and my co-captain Marco for 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 vote, and uh, we got chosen. So that's pretty much how it happened, and um, it's been a difficult difficult year. Because uh, because of the COVID restrictions, I mean, the tournaments even after even after COVID, basically, you know, they they are still going slow in Finland, and uh, we we haven't had uh, the normal amount of training as 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 we would have wanted to. Yeah, it's it, it seems like it's a difficult way to rekindle in some countries. A few other countries seems to have just gotten back into track without a problem, but. With a few other countries, it looks like it will take several years for everything to go back to normal, uh, which is, uh, which it's what it's the case in some countries. It's what it is, and you can't really do much about that. But I have a question about you. You said that 2019 was your first ETC, and you but you were a competitive player beforehand. So what's your tournament history be- before that? Did you attend it any? tournaments in general or yeah i mean i i was playing in finland before that and um i I have a very good track track record i won a bunch of tournaments Uh, i don't know how many you know but a bunch of them maybe maybe a majority of them uh (laughs) but but but, i mean i was playing the best factions you know i had a i had a competitive mindset so i mean if if space marines were the were the where the new thing, you know, I would play them and, you know, during the Iron Hands era and whatever. Uh, that time I played in Sweden in one uh, major in there in Umeå, which I won. Uh, but I, I, I played Elder, you know, during the uh, the good times of Ally Talk and, and everything. So, so, so pretty basic, like playing the best factions and enjoying the easy games from that and doing well. Uh, but... Um, so yeah, I was playing. I was playing a lot, and uh, but ETC was of course a step up to me. You know, first I, I wasn't, I wasn't even, like, I wasn't even very interested at first, because uh, I knew that it would be like a, a different type of training program, different experience. I was just playing the singles, but, but the more and more I, I gave it a thought, and my friends were explained to me and told me stories from the ETC. You know, I started to understand. You know that, you know what is special about that and how, how the whole, you know, the competitive aspect changes when you have a team and, um, and learn, learn how much better it is actually, you know, it is a much, much more rewarding experience to win with a team than in singles, because you're like, um, you're not just playing the best army and then like, um, doing well enough to win, you know, instead you, you might be playing a, a mediocre army and just overperforming and really being a hero for your team. You know, there's a lot of different like this, uh, different yeah. aspects that I, that that are really exciting. Yeah, that's that seems to be a repeating pattern. What you just said is that team. Nobody has ever told me that this is like the twentieth podcast of it is, or even just in my regular chats with people. Nobody has come out and told me. You know what? Actually, single player is better than team play. After if if that person has a, like if they haven't attended in any of the 
ETCs or WTCs or the, like the ATCs in America. Anybody who has attended any team tournament always comes out and say team tournaments are better in, without yeah. without a contention yeah. because just like you said, it's it's always about the. It's rare for somebody to be like mentally prepare themselves. I'm going to lose this match. And it's, yeah. it's it's you you take that responsibility willingly with, for your team and then you yeah. just try to not lose as bad. Yeah, and it is it it is not clear which one is easier, you know, like you can play the best faction but then or you know one of them uh and you're expected to get a lot of 20-0 results or whatnot, but you will have a lot of pressure and you know a lot of expectations on you. You know, for example, you know, I in the in the ETC in Novisad I played um Elder Flyers with uh, a lot of indirect, so obviously it is a very straightforward army to play. But on the other hand, if you if you if you would fail with it, you know you would let down the entire team, you know, because they're expecting you to get those points like you you normally do. So I don't know which one is easier in in the in the team format, you know, playing a good army or playing a bad army, because with one of the weaker armies, you know, like you know maybe you get seven points or you get six and everybody's fine with that all of a sudden you know and one day you get 11 and now you're a hero but on the <laughs> other hand you played you played a good army you know you get 20 everybody's like oh, all right you know whatever you know good he was, but, yeah, but but if but if you do get actually 10 or or even worse if you actually lose you know you're, you're the culprit of the of the whole whole loss you know that's your fault yeah so, exactly it's like uh, it's as when you're a defender and you're playing the match and your your match takes long and you're the last person who's playing and you're you only need a six out of twenty points to win or to get a draw or whatever. That's exactly that like you said, if you when you're an attacker, when you're playing one of the top teams, nobody cares if you get a twenty zero. If if you get a nineteen one it's a problem. Let alone yeah. they need let alone losing. Like maybe mm -hmm. that when there was seized initiative, yeah, you could have blamed the seas, but now the game is much more planable, and you yeah. are expected to get a certain score. And mm. it's just, like you said, it's it is exciting, and there's also pressure on both the top army players and the lower yeah. army players. Yeah, uh, and and it's a different atmosphere altogether. You know, <clears throat> aside from the factions. It's also when you're playing for a team, you know, you got guys cheering for you. You know, you, you, you feel really, really good after you win a tight game that maybe maybe decides the match for your for your country. And it is just a different feeling than winning anything in a singles, you know. Sometimes in a singles tournament, you know, uh, you might be such a big, you know, favorite already because of your army and maybe because of your tournament experience that uh, once you win, you know, you don't really feel anything, you know, you just think like, all right, well, I won like I'm supposed to, you know, it, it doesn't, you don't, you do not get the same feeling of accomplishment, you know, but, but the countries, you know, who do well in the ETC and now the WTC, you know, that is a, that is a great accomplishment for them, you know, every year, who, the winners, you know, in the top three countries. Yeah, Finland is one of those countries that are, that, I'll, I'm checking your history, by the way, I have the history page in front mm. of me for the Finland which have attended for 10 years straight, which is an accomplishment in and of itself. And there were a few times where the Finnish team got really close to getting a podium, like uh, in 2017, 5th, 2013, 4th, and even 2019, the, the one you were, uh, mm. you got 7th, which is... And, uh, well, I, c I could talk about that. Oh, um, please do. Well, f first of all, about the, um, the previous years, I have to say that the, the Finnish team is, you know, they're all excellent players you know they're 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 as experienced as anybody gets you know they they also played 20 20 odd years you know and and the couple of younger guys we have you know they 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 live and breathe the game you know and they can do pairings in their sleep so so um it is not a large large group but it is a good group you know so so i mean there's been some some like terms of events that you know they could have done even better you know if they got more lucky at certain points but but um, 2019 was interesting because um, we had a quite good team and a pretty well pretty good preparation and we drew England for the first round and um, there was a tight game you know there was there was a, 
I won my match with Matt Robertson. I played Elder against Knights. I won 20-0. Uh, so, so, and and we won another match that we expected to win. But then a couple of matches, they they were they just like um, there were certain moments that just I wouldn't say luck because all of the England players are great players, but but just small things went went wrong, and uh, we ended up losing that match. Not so majorly, but we lost. And then, well, after that, we got ourselves back together and we, we won until the last game. We won out all the matches until the last match of the tournament, uh, which was uh, a story in itself because um, we, we had looked at the, um, the pairings, you know, which team we were going to get <clears throat> and looked like we were ended up, ended up playing against Team USA. And we were very, very confident that we will win that match and get a podium in the tournament, most likely, uh, because of the, our pairings and our matchups. And, um, you know, we were confident. Uh, a tough match, but uh, the one we would win uh, or could win. But then something happened, and um, in the in the in the in the Russian match, uh, in the penultimate round, that the Russian team got a penalty. I think against England, uh, they got some team penalties, which ended up like last minute changing the the order of the teams. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, how is um this this is forever a mystery uh, because I I don't remember all the details right now, but uh, <laughs> I recommend you you reading up on that history because okay. it was a very weird situation. They got a team penalty that ended up changing the 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 matchups of every team. I mean the pairings, and uh, so basically, I, I was it 15 or 20 minutes before a match should start. We were told we we are not playing against USA. We are playing against Russia, and uh, basically we had been sitting on the table thinking about who we're gonna, how we're gonna pair that match and who's gonna win against who, and then we were told, yo, no, you're playing against the Russians. And um, that year Russia was a fantastic team. You know they played very well, and uh, they had very unorthodox lists, so. They what did, happened? They did get yeah. second place. Exactly, and they had very unorthodox lists. So, uh, I mean, they weren't, let's say, you know, the UK-US meta, you know, or the the super major meta, you know. They they just made their lists like they liked them. And um, it was a, to be fair, that was a, it was a, like a, a hole in our preparation that we did not really take their lists very seriously. We just looked at okay, this is shit, this is shit, uh, what is this, this is some shit, you know, and, and <laughs> like that. And uh, and then walked into that match with with a bad preparation, but also no preparation time, you know. For example, uh, some of our English friends, they said that uh, the best time in that tournament to play against Russia is the morning game, because you have the entire evening and the, the entire night to prepare for those, to, to prepare for those players, but also for those lists. But we had like 15 minutes, so so we went in and we got destroyed by them. I mean, we lost every match except one, and uh, I I ended up um, losing my only match of the tournament as well. I lost with uh, Elder Flyers against Grey Knights, and uh, well, that that was a horror match for me as well. Um, the center, uh, the mission was terrible. This is the this was the infamous deadlock mission that if you if you get the bad maelstrom cards and you can't score them, you will not uh, draw any more cards. Yeah, you, you, know, you can't uh, yeah, discard fast enough. Yeah, 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 and 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 I I did end I ended up drawing uh, two defense on his side of the table, which I which was which were impossible to me. So. Uh, even though I tabled, basically, I, I, I think I did table every model he had. I lost 20-0 the last match, and uh, but it made no no difference. I mean, we lost every match except one in the, in our final, and that ended up costing us the pot potential podium finish in, yeah. in that year. But it's, but I mean, we, we we don't blame anybody. We blame ourselves. I mean, if we if we just <laughs> win against Russia, you know, that's it. You know, you go to the WTC, you go to ETC. You have to be able to beat everybody. You know, so so no excuses there. But but it was really a a, a weird situation that uh, the the matchups ended up changing like last minute like that. I'll be honest with you, because I was a player in that year, although I was a chairman of the ETC, I, during the event, I didn't really pay attention to the organization, because I couldn't, mm -hmm. I was a player, but that is mm -hmm. interesting, and 
you are definitely correct about if you want to win the event, mm. you'll have to prepare that you can you'll have to prepare in a way that you can match with if uh, like every strong player, every strong team, sorry, uh, in the tournament that because most likely you will. In this format, in like in 2022 format, we will have group stages. So it's you at least know three pairings ahead of time and you can prepare for the day one very, very well. Mm. Yes. But the, after that, it's probably like there is a very, very good chance you guys will be at the top because you are a, a accomplished team. You are like the seed one. And then who knows that maybe you'll get next four matches as England, USA, uh, France, mm. and Germany or something. It, it is mm. highly, like, highly likely. Uh, yeah, this year, I think our challenges is are a little bit different than in the other years they used to be. Um, we do not have all of the players that we would like to have this year due to real-life situations. A lot of us are getting kids and family and uh, other stuff like that. So, so many of the, quite a few of those guys from previous ETCs are not in the team right now. Uh, but it doesn't mean the guys we have are, are, are weaker players per se, but, but a lot less experienced in these big moments, you know, playing against these big countries and these big teams. And also, in addition to that, we have, we have the challenge of this COVID situation. The training has, hasn't been as we wanted. So we are struggling with consistency, you know, and um, playing consistently on the level because you, you really do have to win every match <laughs> to, 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 to win the WTC. So you cannot just play well once or twice, you know, you would, you would have to keep that level throughout. But uh, let's see how it goes, you know, and uh, we'll go from here. I hope we do not embarrass ourselves you know but uh you know it you, is a challenge it, it is a challenge for everybody you said that you couldn't practice that well have you mm. uh, what do you think about tts do, do you guys play tts in Finland? yeah 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 well tts uh, we took it uh to a training regime and uh, we have mm -hmm. had had screams with uh countries but but tts has its own challenges and then you know, it is it is not 40k. It is a simulation of 40k. So uh, we have some guys who who they just do not like it. You know, or they have some technical problems that they they just you know the games last too long for them. You know, and uh, so it didn't really like um, kick off. You know, P people didn't get excited about TTS. But we played a little bit, and uh, especially during the time when when no no close contact games were possible at all you know that time we played a lot of tts but but um so it was a lifesaver to like keep at, at least keep following the meta you know keep following what's happening you know and what teams what what factions people are playing and 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 making army lists you know and doing pairings you know and so it was it was good for that but um Obviously, you need real tournaments, you know, real tournaments with pressure situations. You cannot just play with your friends also. It's not enough, you know. I can play, I can choose any any great player in the world and play with him every day, but it won't be the same, you know. I mean, yeah, you, you need to be in those situations where you're under stress and you're playing for something. And uh, those tournaments have been missing for us a lot. I mean, yeah. some of us have been have been traveling, you know, to Alliance Open or Swedish tournaments and stuff like that, but... We really need the, the Finnish tournament scene also to come back to life, and hopefully it will this year. So, so um, everything will be normal by by WTC 2023. You know. Yeah, I, it it feels like uh, that the people who are most dedicated uh, to the WTC or the international tournaments in general seems like they have stuck with it, and that's the gen general hope that after the tournament itself and they go back it will rekindle the local communities quite a bit and it's yeah, at least I, that's I the so. hope that's the hope yeah. for most countries and yeah but i want to touch on the tts thing as well a bit you mentioned that the pressure situation needs to be tested and mm -hmm. you are i agree with that and add on a bit more especially with the point that you cannot play against the same person many times and get much more out of the first time it is a very diff different situation when you get to a table and you don't know your who your opponent is or if you if you know them you don't know how they play and mm. 
it's you don't know their mannerisms you don't know their play style exactly uh -huh. uh, and, and a, a lot of basic stuff about tournaments as well you know like uh the, the experienced players who play a lot of tournaments they will know that um younger and fresher players they they worry about things that they shouldn't you know they worry about famous players you know they worry about matchups like they think they overthink the whole thing you know okay like you know and then you go to wtc and you need to play against england you need to play against manny and you'll be thinking that oh my god this guy's the top player in the world you know oh my god i need to play against him and all of a sudden you know you're throwing away all of your preparation you know you're throwing away all of your <clears throat> all of your skills you know and and what you had planned just because you haven't been in that situation before you know so i, I that only comes with experience i mean playing against them and seeing that oh this guy he or that guy you know how, how many tournaments he won and you you actually see that he doesn't play any better than any guy you played before you know he's just maybe he's more active you know maybe he's more into the hobby you know he he, he does his preparation better, he plays the best factions or whatever, but but you'll only learn that by, by being in those situations and playing against them. And that's what I said, that uh, it is a big loss, no matter how experienced your players are previously. If you need to take new guys to the team, you have to get them to tournaments, you know, you have to get them that experience. But uh, the COVID has made it very, very difficult for us. For sure, it's... Mm. You have to get, like you said, you you have to get, mm. uh, as I say, kicked in the head a few times to yeah. to yeah. get into yeah. the return. And uh, one thing I I will say, you know, uh, I haven't I haven't also last year and the previous year uh, I I focused on a lot of things happening in my real life. Uh, I could have traveled more, and uh, I will say that um, the Americans, especially, are a good example for all of us, you know, in Finland, for example, and maybe other European countries is that looking how much they actually travel to get to those major tournaments. Uh, you know, they fly thousands of kilometers all the time to get to tournaments here or there or here or there. But then in Europe, you know, we have this kind of um, tradition that if the tournament isn't in your home city or, or 100 kilometers away, you know, you're not going, you know, oh, that's too far, you know, like. So like re recently I've been, I've been saying to a bunch of guys that, for example, Sweden, you know, they're organizing a lot of um, 100 to 200 uh, player tournaments and uh, that it's really like a one hour flight, you know, like or, or a boat cruise away that, that we should actually just, if we can't get anything organized here, we just need to basically migrate and start playing there, you know, uh, yeah. to get those, to get those events, you know. Just like just like the Americans would, they would think, oh, that's a, that's a short way, you know. <laughs> exactly, that seems mm. to be a difference between the European scene and the American mm. scene, where uh, Europeans are. How do, how can I say this without disparaging the entire continent? Are expect more for less? Do they? And uh, maybe maybe Americans are. Uh, let's say don't do not desire much for for example the american tournament tickets when it comes even with the price maybe it's mm -hmm. developed they pay more for smaller tournaments they are like mm -hmm. it's it is nearly unspeakable because I'm, I'm looking at it as an orga perspective in general like it is really unheard of to for a european tournament to charge first of all entrance fee than the tournament ticket separately. It's like, oh, you in order to get into the area, you have to pay $30 to just get a pass, and then you have to pay like $90 more to get into the tournament itself, have fun. And the prices yeah. are much more expensive, people are ready to travel more, and I was talking this with the Luxembourg captain in last year, I think. They, they have trouble getting their players to drive 15 minutes. And it's not the, it's not a money issue either. Luxembourg is a very very wealthy country, and it happens with the Swiss too. In those wealthy countries, they ha they have enough armies, they have enough uh, logistics, but they seem to have uh, the commitment level seems to be quite different. Uh, maybe mm. it's the smaller communities in the mm. country. Yeah, it, it it is a, it is a good question, you know, but. Um... 
you know like and 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 we we are both correct but in 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 a way but uh, then on the other hand you know how how many people how many people can how, how, yeah, but on the other hand, how many people lives in a, in the U.S.? You know, is it 300, 350 million people yeah. or something like that? And then they have uh, maybe they have twenty guys who like to travel around the <laughs> around the continent. <laughs> or maybe true. How, how how many of them? Fifteen guys. That these guys are basically professionals, and of course they are they make up for the WTC team now. Uh, but so I mean. I wouldn't blow it out of proportion and say every American is is traveling from Texas to LA to play there or something every month, you know. But um, but just like on a, on a smaller scale, you know, like neighboring countries in Europe, you know, yeah, I think those players who do try to take this game sort of seriously on the WTC level seriously, uh, I think they need to prepare to travel and maybe three or four times minimum per year, you know, as, as the English are doing, you know, even, even though they have, they have the best tournaments on their island already, but, but still, if there's something in Netherlands or something in Belgium, you know, they would go, you know, it, it's, it is not far. And uh, we will need to do the same more than that. We did go, uh, we did go to the last uh, Belgian team championships. Uh, no, I've never seen you, when... seeing you there. I was a ref in that tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did go there with two teams, but, uh, and that and that year we w we were planning to go to home nations as well because we were very serious about our preparations but um, then then the, the whole thing got got cancelled you know so well, it... and 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 then it kind of a, took a step back you know during the covid the whole thing to get to get so invested in the hobby again when you have so many other worries that's for sure in the end you were you said some sentence that to get professional about this game Maybe we are, maybe we too, like in this conversation, we are overthinking things and maybe we are forgetting that for a lot of people, even our players in our teams and countries, it is still only a game. And maybe we are overthinking it when maybe we are just, are, are we thinking, overthinking this toy soldiers thing? <laughs> well, yeah. well, yes and no, you know, like um, this is... Um... This is the world we live in. Everybody takes every hobby so seriously these days, you know, and like tries to maximize the performance any way they can, whether it's ordering some fancy, you know, tennis racket from somewhere, you know, or going through YouTube to improve, improve their golf game, you know. So in the same way in the video games, you know, people use a lot of analytics to check what they're doing and how to improve, you know, oh, I did a, I can improve my performance by 1% if I do this or that, you know, and, and it is no different in tabletop games, no matter how Games Workshop keeps like marketing this game, the players who have this mindset, they, they, they just, they want to be the best, they want to do the best they can and uh, use every resource they have. So I, I wouldn't say it's overthinking, you know, it's just a different different mindset, you know, those who are in it, you know, they will do everything they possibly can then. As long as there is a numbers involved, people will try to find the best number they think is the best. Mm -hmm. as I, they'll try, they'll throw the data into the Excel sheet and they'll try to, they'll try to get yeah. the final, okay, A is better than B. Maybe it's marginally better, maybe it's just randomly better, but if... Yeah. If it if a unit does four damage instead of three point eight, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I personally I'm a, like a strong supporter of the mathematical side of this game. Uh, I wouldn't, I would, I would never go and say that um, it's the only way or something. But if 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 anybody would ask me how to win a tournament or how to win a match, you know, I would just say, well, you just take the best units in your army and you know then you try not to you know make make too many mistakes and that should be it you know <laughs> basically because like uh, the mathematical mathematical side of the game is sometimes so obvious you know that these points are uh, un units are uh, pointed incorrectly or or uh, some faction is just you know if you actually do the math you know you could not even wipe them out if you tried if they even if the other guy did nothing you you, you literally not don't have <laughs> yeah. you literally don't have yeah. the shots to, yeah. to wipe out so, that's enough models. So, I don't so have like, that. Uh, yeah, uh, so that kind of preparation is, of course, crucial. And I guess everybody does that. But what I mean about the, 
the alternative ways is that oftentimes you hear from uh, some players that uh, they like to play more more extravagant lists, you know, like try to confuse their opponent by playing something that they're not expected to seeing. And yeah, sometimes that works for some guys, you know, maybe some guys are just, uh, they're just good enough to pull it off. But I would not recommend that approach to a normal gamer who tries to make his way up. You know, I, I just recommend, you know, go with that, go with the value units, you know, yep. pick the best army with the best units and yeah. <laughs> you're halfway there, you're halfway there. But, and you are correct. There are the game is getting a quite more complex compared to previous editions. When when you think of the number of units and the stratagems and the relics, however, if somebody finds something and somebody uses it in a tournament, it will eventually be like found out and it will be communicated around. So you don't really have like the shelf life on the surprise factor isn't that long, and even. Yeah. That is, that is a that is one of the exciting features of this year's WTC now, yeah. because of other, because of the upcoming change comes so near the tournament. Yeah. That uh, may, may, maybe this year we will we will have a change that the meta will not be settled before the tournament and the teams oh. will act, teams will actually hold back now. Nobody's talking to each other next month about <laughs> what what they find from the chapter approved you know what are the best lists you know everybody will be quiet i i don't think there will be that many tournaments in july either so uh even though i agree with you 100 percent that there's so much data available now and everything leaks instantly to the internet and some of this stuff obviously will be super uh, apparent from the start but 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 maybe just maybe you know there will be some variation this time because of the if if the game changes enough if the points get um, changed enough. Uh, there might be uh, different teams might come to different conclusions uh, about for, the state of the game. Hmm. For the record of those who are listening, we are recording this at the 10th of June and the uh, Warzone Nephilim book will be out in about two weeks, 15 days to be exact. And we have no idea about the changes. We have obviously seen some Warhammer previews, but we actually don't know any of the points changes maybe some of the stratagems or the secondary changes they are unknown to us and like sami says probably there will be at least from the top teams i don't think they will reveal their final lists by the in, a, in any tournament in july i think they'll they'll test stuff out but i don't think they'll fully commit to even during tts right there is no model restrictions so I think you you have a point about folding back, and it is mm-hmm. it is both good that there are changes, to, and we can see which team can adapt fast, but it's mm. also a bit annoying that mm. people have created their teams, people have made qualifications, lots of teams have made qualification uh, structures that include hundreds of players, and now. The setting they qualified under is irrelevant, yeah. which is not exactly. right. Exactly, and may- maybe some of those players are what you could call like faction specialists. You know that maybe they they are they were chosen to play a certain faction for the team. I know most of the top teams they try to have everybody be very versatile, but but you cannot really avoid that in most cases. Some players they play one or two factions throughout the year mostly. And uh, of course, they're capable of these, these level of players are capable of learning something new quite fast, but it still won't be the exact same. And we don't, we don't know what to expect right now at all. Uh, I think the rumor changes look fairly big. And uh, from what I've been talking with uh, some other captains of um, WTC teams, you're right that some are a little bit annoyed by this, that you know, we're speculating here, but I mean, this might make the, uh, this WTC a little bit about which team understands the new meta the best, you know, and makes the best lists and the best team composition based on a very, very short period of time instead of uh, maybe, and and instead devaluing the long preparation and the, the 
a lot of hard work that some teams have done throughout the year. Yeah, so. it's definitely not ideal that uh, either we, the two choices both are not great. It's either play a dead meta for two more months mm. where you know you're playing, you're preparing for a tournament with, and that will be mm. the end. You, it's essentially, mm. except for the WTC, it's a futile effort. You might have to get some new models that will you'll only play in that tournament, which is annoying. Or, throw, like you said, throw away all the preparation. Yeah. And, um, you know, it has its drawbacks, but but as it was seen in the captain's chat and uh, other chats, you know, team chats, uh, most of the people still supported this. You know, most people wanted to play the new game because of the, the good things about that. But And for Team Finland, for us, you know, I, I think this, this fits fits us you know it's actually a good thing like i said we had our struggles with uh consistency we had, had our struggles with uh getting enough tournament repetitions for for our team team members and and now actually you know a lot of the preparation other teams may, maybe they have prepared better than we have and that's being thrown out a, a little bit you know so maybe if we just have a good july now Maybe we'll just play every day, every day of July, and we'll like catch, we'll catch up, you know, because we're essentially playing like a uh, edition 9.5, you know, like a yeah, little bit different game. Mm. It's a definitely an equal equalizer for sure, right? Mm, uh, mm. It will be essentially be a race to. I think our list submission is July 15 or something or something like that. Well, it's essentially a race to July 15 where. You have to prepare a lot uh, to get to the, to the list because even maybe you'll like there are several missteps. Maybe you don't get to have practice, but you might have you might not have the, a good amount of practice, but you might get the lists correct, and that might give you an advantage. Or maybe you get the lists entirely incorrectly. Like a team or two find the niches and they just. They just run with the WTC and they just clear house. That is possible. <laughs> Yeah, it is exciting, but but on the other hand, what could happen is that you and me are both overthinking this, <laughs> and and Games Workshop actually uh, ends up doing a very great job at balancing the game <laughs> in two weeks, and then all of this are fairly balanced, and then um, it doesn't even matter that much if you took a faction that the other team didn't take because the best guys will win, you know, and and in the end, I I do think the best guys will win no matter what. Uh, but but uh, it is exciting and it is interesting no matter no matter what. Yeah, it just yeah, it's, there's definitely lots to look forward to in the next few weeks for sure. But I mm. I actually want to get not skip over something that we sort of skipped over in the end, which is the Finnish community by itself. I know this is going to be a segue, mm. but I want to learn about mm. the Finnish community. Can you mm. like tell me about the numbers of the players in general, competitive, non-competitive, and uh, how are they spread out? Well, well the Finnish community is, is um, quite special in itself. That it it does it it actually consists mostly of competitive players. Um, it is a small community and mostly competitive players, so it, it is a tough community to get into because we do not have a. Uh, uh, super majors or, or big tournaments where they would be uh, uh, dozens of uh, new players playing and they would get games against each other, you know, so that so there are barriers of entry, you know, like, example, if I play 200 games a year in a preparation to, to the WTC and then some guys, they try to get into the hobby and they have to play against me, you know, and and, and I'm playing some faction with a 100 game win streak, you, <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, what are their chances, you know, and maybe we, we maybe lot, they'll learn uh, something uh, from it, but they'll need to be. Yeah, I, to I, don't, I don't know. Play. But like our, pre our previous captain, uh, the interim captain for the cancelled uh, WTC, Vili Urpilainen, he actually tried to work really hard on this uh, in trying to teach our community and to to make the more experienced players more welcoming, you know, and, and like to give us the task of being coaches, you know, and to being like um, supportive to make it possible for new guys to get into the ring uh but obviously you know this is not the only obstacle to playing warhammer in finland you know uh, finland is quite a big country with a with a low population you know we're 1000 and a 
100 kilometers long country with 5 million people. And uh, so there's distances, so it's not easy to get into tournaments per se for new guys, uh, except maybe in the capital, capital city area. Uh, the hobby is expensive, so it, there's sort of a risk, you know, getting into playing it unless, you know, you're really sure. Uh, a lot of the guys who are now the veterans, you know, they play this game all their life. You know, similar story like I have, you know, started when they're kids, you know, when the game was even different, you know, it was a, it was a lot less expensive back then, you know. You, and, uh, you needed less models and it was, yeah, the kid mentality yeah. is always different as well. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you play a game once a week and that's the highlight of your week. Yeah. But. So, so now what we do have very competitive tournaments, but, uh, but like I said, it's special. It, it's different than, completely different than what you would expect going to a, to a major tournament with a hundred or two hundred players, where you play four games against guys who, uh, let's face it, you know, they don't have any chance against you at all. You know, they're tourists. You know, they're casuals who who come there to enjoy. And then these WTC guys, they just go there to win. You know, and they'll play their basic game and they'll win. And then maybe two matches out of the six, you know, you'll play a, a, a real match, you know, where you're being tested. But in these Finnish tournaments, you know, we can have a, okay, so two or three weeks ago, we had a tournament in Jyväskylä uh, with 24 players or 25 or so, with a dropout. And uh, from the 24, you know, potentially you could have 10 or even 15 guys potentially who have been to etc before you know and mm -hmm. and, and 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 the rest of them you know are are still also with a with a certain you know competitive mindset maybe you have only two guys from the 24 or 26 who are there to just have a good time you know everybody else is trying really hard and uh you know maybe in poland and maybe in some russian tournaments it is it is like this also but but that is definitely a Finnish thing that we have a small group small tournaments but highly competitive tournaments nevertheless yeah that's definitely the case in some certain countries with Poland it's and with Poland it's from what I'm told it's even more amplified because the entire Polish community this that's what Piotr told me is they have oriented themselves around team tournaments and the WTC so and it you're already in difficult in a difficult situation if you are just a noob who is mm. who is a bit iffy about the game you have built your first 2000 points army with uh, some spare cash and you will mm. just have want to have fun and then you essentially get thrown into the deep end and yeah you definitely need some, and uh... you need some dedication to survive the challenge and become a player Definitely, but but I think I think the Polish they have they have to be doing something well to get everybody so excited about the WTC and to be playing in the ring, and to be considered like even if you're not going uh, in the top eight to the WTC, you, you've been in the in the in the ring, you know, all year. You know, maybe they got twenty or forty guys in the ring who have contributed, you know, and and then next year the captain. He has a lot of potential candidates from the previous years of training in the ring that will develop into top eight players later. So he basically has a farm system <laughs> where yeah. he's already he's already nurturing the next next generation of pros, you know, and and then a couple of those guys drop out uh, because of many different reasons. And then he has guys ready to step in uh, Finland. We haven't been anywhere near as organized as that, but but still the the effect of ETC and WTC is uh, it is the same that basically the, the the inner group who are like I like I said have a experience from nearly 10 ETCs uh, played uh, they do like basically plan the ETC and the WTC as the main event of all the year and if they're organizing any events Every rules pack will use the WTC FAQ and will use the terrain, whatever is being played. So basically, uh, every match you're having throughout the whole year, even if it's singles, you know, it's it's still WTC rules and WTC scoring. And uh, and for this reason, for example, Finland never really started using the even in the previous edition, in eighth edition, the the ITC system, you know, the ITC missions, you know, and anything, because everybody just said, you know, how, how does this help us 
to 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 win the etc you know it, yeah. it doesn't help us at all you know it's a different game you know so like it so therefore it wasn't played you know and and uh, etc has been for basically you know for a decade easily you know has been extremely dominant you know in the in the tournament mindset in finland as well even yeah. though we have not organized the team as well as the polish for example have uh, exactly and even if you have a thousand matches in a year which is it's possible but not really you would like if you have designated the wtc as your primary event or b event for the year you would like you would want that all 1000 games to be somewhat helpful to that goal like you and this this sort of rolls back to everything if you have a let's say a friend who is going to be in the team who's dedicated and good enough and who already plays space marine that will probably make you not build a space marine army and maybe you'll decide you'll try to think of the local factions like local players yeah. factions and so it it has a roll rolling effect yeah. on even what army you play so that's exactly that's exactly. very interesting and the rule set uh, regarding the rule set it it is it it would be ideal you know uh if the i mean people have talked about this a lot it would be ideal if there weren't so many different types of warhammer in the world you know so so in in this edition in ninth edition the situation has got better you know <clears throat> we haven't had the hard split between itc missions and and wtc missions like before because that time they were completely different you know like they were two uh, different games po po polar opposite games exactly and I did like ITC, you know. I, I very I, I never liked Maelstrom cards, for example, personally, but I just play them because like you know this is what you'll play in the ETC if you ever get there, so you have to train. But now it things have got better, so maybe now the big differences are only in the in the terrain packages or something like that. But uh, but that's more natural, you know, because um, you know, different formats between singles and, and and team tournaments and also uh, to find the best possible terrain pack you have to do sort of experimenting throughout the year and it's you're correct like the wtc is not like the, everybody's playing the same missions which is quite better mm. than previously <clears throat> and everybody is like itc is now only a ranking system instead of a tournament format which is sort of mm. left a gap that the wtc seems to have filled especially in europe and on top of it the terrain rules are although the Maps are different. The terrain rules are actually the same, so it's not like you are going to a different uh, tournament in some in England, for for example, in your case, and you are going to see different terrain. You might see a different orientation with different numbers, but you are going to see the same terrain. Now it's like the Maelstrom being gone is helpful. Games Workshop by sort of rolling back in a few fields and uh, sort of implementing the ITC into its actual proper missions have sort of created a more unified gaming format if you don't really have the like wtc will have itc score itc points as well which means that the two systems are not distinct are not the same thing anymore they are distinct in practice but also can coincide which is which is good which is all right and yeah and uh in in the end about the terrain uh, it is an attitude thing if you're uh if you think in the game it, in a serious analytical or professional way, uh, the terrain is just one part of the game and it, it is allowed to have different types of terrain packages for different tournaments that only presents you with different types of challenges. Maybe it changes the meta, you know, oh, every table here has uh, so many forests or, or the ruins are like this or like that. Uh, and this is just a challenge for the players to, to try to adapt, like what does this mean for the army construction or what does this mean for the pairing that they use terrain like this? Everybody has their favorite, you know, somebody will say this terrain package is shit or this <laughs> is shit or this. Uh, nobody really actually thinks anything is perfect. So, you know, it's just adapt or die, you know. Yeah, and uh, one thing is for us, we are, I'll be honest with you, I find, personally, I find the WTC pack a bit too dense, but that's not by accident. That's on purpose because uh, I've spoken about this before. The reasoning is very simple at least for for the design is we cannot let a game end on turn one 
and that's mm. that's our design goal and because it's we are not going to have the WTC several times a year so the odds will even themselves out if you get a bad terrain matchup or something no this is a once per year event people travel thousands of kilometers to get there we cannot have them have a bad game in mm. that ends on that essentially ends on turn one uh, so it's better it's better to have a slow start to a game and have a more densely terrain pack mm. than yeah. the other way around it, it is a better experience uh, no, no matter what anybody says that the, the win was inevitable for the other player, regardless of the terrain, it, it very well might be so that uh, an experienced player can see that this guy, oh, he got the first turn, he will win. But, but it is still a better experience because it is not a blowout during the first turn and it actually does end up going to turn five and people get the, a chance to actually engage in the game. You know, th that is one of my personal grudges also with the game that are... Uh, you don't actually play the game at all if if you just deploy and lose. Firepower uh, has sort of mm. for some armies it's quite high that mm. they can just blow they can just blow out most of the armies away in one turn, like mm. literally wipe out in some cases, mm. which is it, not, and, I, and, not and, ideal. And competitive players, they don't really have a choice if they're signed up to the WTC or if they're going to the whatever main event they choose. You know, maybe it's a, a LVO or whatever main event of the year they choose. They have to play the game. You know how you know. Don't hate the player, hate the game. You know, so so um, if if the game is about you choose flyers and indirect, you know, and there's you invalidate the entire terrain package because. Games Workshop made an army like that, you know. Then that's what you gotta do, you know. No point hating the player, but but it's just like it's better if the game develops in the sort of way and the tournament packages develop in the sort of way that uh, we we do end up having a more intense and more more competitive matches that that could go either way. Yeah, and mm. but we are sort of getting to the end of our time, but I actually have a mm. few. I still have to be curious about the Finland community because we are sort of getting into segways, which I enjoy. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I, yeah. I would like to know a few things about the Finnish community as well. How, All right. As a captain, this is me as asking you as a captain. Yeah. Do, you, how will you pick your team? I assume have you picked your team yet, or is it at the final stretch? And if you did, how did you do it? <laughs> Uh, well, we, we do have a process of uh, every year after the ETC or WTC, there will be like a uh, sort of a grace period when everybody's resting and then people just sign up to to the ring, like who is interested to go to the WTC. And then those guys then who are signed up to be interested, you know, get together and they will have a vote, you know, uh, people will. Uh, go up for election who want to be the captain and and uh, you can have as many candidates as you like and people will vote and then you'll you'll choose a captain early in the year uh, we do not have any any qualifying tournaments or anything like that like some other countries use uh, but the captain is responsible for choosing the team uh, in any way basically he he sees fit but it's always done collaboratively so maybe the first two players are are easy for him around Christmas or New Year's time. So he chooses a couple of guys. And then with those couple of guys, they will help the captain and they will together uh, get the team together. That's what we've done this year too. And uh, we got 10 guys now uh, ready and signed up to the WTC with tickets to, to will go as coaches. We haven't, we haven't uh, said anything in stone who will be the coaches and who will play because of a, like we, briefly talked before there's so many many stuff happening mm -hmm. with a chapter chapter approved and everything so so there's some flexibility there for us okay so that, it's more of mm. a community effort more than the captain it's more than a community effort than the captain simply saying oh i picked this guys or a rigid qualifying system so it's oh no, no nothing like that and everybody keeps playing uh, all the way until to the summer as if they still had a chance, you know, and then maybe they do, you know, it, uh, captain tries to communicate as well as he can that 
if if you play hard now, you know, if you can if you can commit, you know, you 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 could very well make the team this year or, or anything like that, you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah that's, a, com a, a community thing, yeah. That that's good to hear. Obviously, not every team, every nation can do that because of simple numbers. Like some teams, mm. some nations have hundreds of players to pick eight from, and that at that point you might need a more rigid system, or some nations that ha can have like the middle ground where the captain can still know everybody, but it's not too numerous yet, and maybe it's not a feasible to have the community of it. Uh, but I do have one more question about how you pick your team. How big of a challenge is the financial part? Like, is there a segment of the community that cannot attend simply no, because no. of financial reasons? Uh, well, not for us. Uh, mm -hmm. Basically, uh, like I said, I think our youngest player, uh, well, this will be a wide guess, I'll say like 24. Uh, 26 uh, and going all the way to 40, but most of them are in the, in the late 30s or something like that. So um, uh, everybody's working and, and can finance an event like this or, or multiple events like this during the year. And and I, I, I believe if, if uh, a situation like that ever actually came up that somebody who, who the team really wanted to come could not come because of financial reasons. I'm pretty sure that others would just pay pay his ticket, you know, <laughs> to make it happen. Uh, so that's the, that is more than most other countries do. I'll tell you that. So it's it's a, it's a good <laughs> it's it, it's a plus for the Finland community. Uh, yeah, and it it is because it's a small community. So everybody in the team really they know each other. Like I said. If if these guys have been together for six ETCs or seven AT, ETCs already, you know people trust each other and they know each other. So okay, so you said that your ten players have already been picked. From there, you have used. I reckon you would have an average skill and experience level. With that in mind, where do, would you place the Finland team at the End of the tournament. Yeah, uh, this is a really tough question. You know, obviously, uh, uh, obviously, mean... obviously, if I if I do not believe that we can uh, uh, place high, you know, then I haven't done my job as a captain well enough. You know, because it is mine and uh, my co-captain's Marcos' uh, job to prepare this team. Team, uh, but like I said, this is a this but... has been a challenging year for us. Uh, I do hope we make it, make top 10 uh, because that is a sort of a minimum goal for us. I think, I think Finland, when we do have our best players playing, I think we are a top five country in the world, uh, but, but to, to go more high than that, to, it would require a, a perfect, a perfect tournament from everybody for sure. Like I said, consistency and, uh, uh, and uh, a little luck as well, but I think that would be the same for everybody. Yeah, for sure, and uh, it's, I agree with you that Finland has, from the historical perspective, Finland definitely mm. seems to have the potential to make top five, and you mm. have you guys have done it a few times already, and mm. it's, it uh, let's say, it's also going to be very interesting because, like I'm I'm obviously mentioning history, but who knows that in these three years since the last ATC, where people have shifted and the TTS has been a game changer the ninth edition and the Nephilim book will be total game changers. So we're actually looking into a very very dynamic situation and all the records can mean nothing or it mm. can be just a repeat of the history. But mm. uh, go yeah, on. I, I will say this all the pressure is on the on on England and USA because they have they they're the ones who have been playing very hard for the last two years, so so they've got the best tournaments and the, the most competitive tournaments the last two years. So I mean they are the favorites, uh, but to be the favorite is not a guarantee. Uh, there's a lot of tough teams they have to win to get there. So let's see what happens. Yeah, and mm. before my final questions, that we are already gone very long, and I don't want to hold mm. you on because I know you might have an immediate emergency <laughs> no 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 it's fine <laughs> but uh, do you have 
any shout outs for anybody like any links to drop out is there is there a way that people can find team finland online for example uh yeah we have a, a facebook channel but uh it isn't really used we we the best the best way to contact us is, is in is in uh, just get on whatsapp or or contact the guys you know uh, a lot of guys know the finished Finnish players already from previous years, so oh, they can't. Contact, got... They can just no. He's like, they don't, they don't even know who to contact on WhatsApp. Okay, just get on the WTC Discord and ask. Yeah, is there yeah, anybody from Finland yeah. here? And we will direct exactly. you. get there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, this will be my bonus question. This is the final question that I ask everybody, and it's more of a market research more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Can you describe your ideal WTC? Well, the ideal WTC is a world championship tournament where you have uh, teams from the majority of the countries in the world that do play 40k uh, with a balanced games <laughs> games workshop rules pack <laughs> providing for balanced matches and uh, uh, a good tournament pack uh, uh, that everybody has agreed on, you know, uh, and uh, referees uh judges everything organized from the from the tournament organizer to a acceptable level uh pro- probably people would expect the ideal wtc to have a accommodation nearby you know and uh and that's it you know I, I, the players will bring the atmosphere you know they will bring the community so that will be fine you know it will be a great fun no matter what and a great atmosphere so that wasn't a high ask actually it was just a well-run <laughs> tournament. If you think, if you just uh, that, 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 that's true. That's true. That that is it. That is the ideal WTC. Just get everybody playing a a, a good, balanced, and challenging uh, uh, game. You know, like the, let the best man win. <laughs> okay, that, that, I'll I'll take that. I'll I'll take that into consideration. And, and I was planning to like me and Tom and Neil were planning to fuck it up, but now that you said it. <laughs> We, no, it's looking, it's it's looking good. It's looking good. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on. I really enjoyed this conversation. And uh, thank you. If you have any final words, this is the time. No, nothing. Okay. Uh, shout outs to my friend Rude from Team Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the Dutch cat, right? Rude Standbox. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, thank you for coming on, and thanks to everybody for listening. I wish you all a a good day. All right.